You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee, the 90-something. Steps from my tent to the bathroom tent. Why am I talking about 92 steps? Well, today's topic is gratitude. (laughs) And when I think about what gratitude looks like, I think about that. I don't remember. Let's say 95. From the door of my tent in Saudi Arabia, Prince Sultan Air Base, Al-Kharj, Saudi Arabia, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It was 95 steps from the door of my tent to the door of the latrine tent. In Saudi Arabia, we we lived in tents when I was deployed. It got up to like 125 degrees during the day. I'm not even joking. It was crazy hot. So obviously, we drank a lot of water. And what happens when you drink a lot of water? You gotta pee a lot. Having to go to the bathroom is is terribly uncomfortable. But when we would go to bed at night, we would have to hydrate before we'd go to bed. I mean, if you're like me, I mean, I have to get up in the middle of the night. So anyway, 90, 95 steps. I can remember waking up in the morning and having to make that rash decision. Okay, do I grab my shower kit? Because the shower tent was right next to the latrine. But I don't have to be at work for another three hours. And this is my relaxation downtime. Do I want to take my shower now? Do I want to do it later? All of these choices. So here's the thing is that that was such a a thing to deal with that even now, 20-something years later, when I get up in the morning and I sit up on the edge of my bed and I look at the 10 steps to my toilet, I think about that. And I think about how grateful I am to be able to get up, walk to my toilet, use the restroom, and I can go lay back down. But at no point in time did I actually have to get dressed because I had to go out in front of other people in order to go to the bathroom. Gratitude. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into it. I'm very grateful for my employer. I'm very grateful to be able to support military members in the capacity that I do from a mental health standpoint. Providing resources, referrals, skill building, motivational interviewing, active listening, cognitive behavioral therapy on a short-term basis. And I don't have to do any case notes. It's literally the best job in the military. I'm, I'm hands down. I'm, uh, I'm treated well, a little on the exotic side due to the travel that's involved. But um, I'm able to live here in the Charleston, South Carolina area where I feel I'm most at home. But my gratitude runs very deep, and here's why. I can remember, oh goodness, I think it was probably 2018, I was soaking in the tub. And this bathtub was a huge soaker tub. It was a custom tub that was encased in marble tile in the home that I shared with my then husband. I didn't feel like I was fulfilling my purpose, and I didn't know what my direction was at the time. And I can remember soaking in that tub, taking a hot bath where I should have been most relaxed. And I was tearful. And and then I felt shameful because I was tearful because I thought I should be very grateful. I should be grateful that I have all of this. And I could not. I was struggling with it. And through that experience, I, I just remember thinking, if I only, if I only had a chance to just get back to Charleston, if I could just get back to Charleston, I could think straight. I could make up my mind. I could figure out what this thing is that's beckoning me, that's calling me, that's pushing me and driving me into this thing that I have to do. And at the time in 2018, I still wasn't sure what that thing was. 
I know now. That was just an experience in manifestation because look where I'm at now. I absolutely manifested my current existence and conditions. But all of that ties into gratitude. I have goals, obviously. I had goals in 2018, which is why I manifested this existence today in 2022. But I have goals. I have dreams. I have aspirations of the things that I choose to put forth into the universe as a means of helping my fellow man. It is a deeply rooted calling. And honestly, I don't think I'm special. I really don't. I think that you have a calling as well. I think that we all need to lean into our intuition. Definitely believe that we all have a purpose. We all have something that we are called to do. Now, whether or not we are empowered to facilitate that calling is, you know, I don't know. But I just know that I couldn't do it where I was at that time in 2018. I knew that I had to um, level up my game on my own. I knew that I had to be independent. I knew that I had to leave the geographical area in Colorado, which is where I was living at the time. And I needed to reestablish myself both physically, financially, and spiritually as a means of moving forward in this path. And I am deeply grateful for that manifestation and that opportunity. It's tricky. When you, when you have your eye on the prize, so to speak, it can be hugely distracting because when you focus on the future, you can, it can actually, if you're not careful, erode your mindset of gratitude. This is what I meditate on with regularity. And this is what I want to share with you today. I can think back on that with clarity in, in the realization that the shame that I felt at the time was because I had a lack of gratitude. I was not grateful because I was so driven to get where I am right now. And I want to be careful about that because where I am right now is not where I'm going, but I don't want to fall into the same patterns. And what I want to share with you, the measure of this episode is to encourage you to be mindful of doing the same thing. So what am I saying? Be grateful in the now. Be grateful in the now and have your goals, have your dreams, have your aspirations. There is nothing wrong with that. But it's critical to understand that where you're at right now is success. Where I was in 2018 was absolutely success. I had already achieved many goals at that point. I just wasn't focused on them appropriately. When I was in Saudi, I had achieved goals at that point. I had a lot of things to be grateful for when I was in the desert. That was, that was one of the most life-changing experiences that I have ever had to this day was existing in that environment for four months in the Middle East with my, with my peer, you know, my other airmen on active duty and to be able to witness in person other cultures, the way that they lived and the way that they, they operated and the, the gender roles and how different people look at the world and the mindset over there and through my exposure in television and, uh, you know, going to the bazaar and seeing the local uh, Bedouin community bringing in all of their wares to, to make money to sell to the service members. All of that, that was a hugely um, gratifying moment. I, I'm, I'm deeply grateful for that. I wasn't grateful at the time. I was just, you know, young, dumb kid. <laughs> and, you know, it's life wisdom. And that's what I, you know, that's what I want to share is how important it is to be mindful of your gratitude right now. 
right now? What are you grateful for right now? Because the thing is, is that when we have goals, when we have a focus of things that we don't have, that's where distress and suffering live. We don't have to do that. The Buddha says, attachment is the root of suffering, of all suffering. And so if we are unable to be grateful, it's because we're attached to something else. We're focused elsewhere. Um, I'm big time, hugely guilty of that, of focusing on my goals, focusing on the things I don't have, focusing on what I want, and, and to the detriment of my gratitude, of my mindfulness in the moment. My mindset has completely shifted. I am successful, and I have been successful um, at many points in my life, many points in my professional career, but just in my personal life as well, that I have achieved the goals that I have set to accomplish with regularity. And I can look back on that and say, yeah, I, I put forth an effort. I, I, set, I made a plan. I achieved that. And then I moved on to something else. But what I want to do differently now and, and through this podcast and through my own evolution in what I want to achieve is to demonstrate to my audience, to my listeners, that what you have right now deserves your focus as well. I'm grateful in the moment right here and right now to be right where I am. And I'm grateful that I do have a desire to achieve more. I'm grateful that my home is safe and I have the resources to take care of my child and, you know, encourage my son who is an adult. Um, he takes care of himself. I have, oh my God, I'm so grateful for my health. I am so grateful for my health. That's going, that's going to go away. Eventually, at some point, my health will not stand. It is a, it's a product of human life. That is, that's life. And so as long as I have my health, I am going to work diligently to improve the world by providing a helpful narrative, a measure of support, a measure of inspiration and encouragement to anyone who, who will give me their time and attention. That is what I, I am called to do. I'm called to do that without any hesitation, um, interference. It's, it's just, it's there. It's just there. I think you, I totally believe that you have a purpose. I totally believe that we all have a purpose. Do I think that we all need to be public speakers? No, absolutely not. Um, but, but there is something that you have within you. And if you listen into your intuition, you'll find it. If, if you're not actualizing it already. Let's talk about the conflict of gratitude and anguish. So this is something that comes up uh, now and again when I'm speaking with clients. And, and it comes up in my own thought process too when we're suffering, when we're struggling, it, it, we can get confused and we can get a little bit caught up in the blame game with, well, we're supposed to be acting this way. Alma says we're supposed to be grateful. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to think that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm Anything that I profess as an engagement of wellness for you, it's a suggestion. It's not uh, linear. It's not going to be concrete and an expectation that it should happen and occur all the time. And if it doesn't happen all the time, then you suck. You know, you're a failure. That's not, that's not what this is. 
this is a seed. This is a, I'm planting a seed of thought um, as a measure to help you lean into a healthier mindset. That's all this is. There are going to be days where you are not going to be grateful. There are going to be moments where you are going to be struggling with your anger. There are going to be moments where you are going to feel despondent, depressed, anxious, insecure, you know, low self-confidence, low self-worth. There are going to be all kinds of things that are going to get into your way that are going to prevent you from being grateful. I'm not discounting that. I deal with that. I deal with that now. It's critical to be mindful of the gratitude. It is absolutely critical. It's in, it's important to, you know, be mindful of the vacuum of negative thinking. That's what I want you to take away from this is to be aware. You have the power of pulling out of the negative mindset. I have had too many people to count. They're they're not the majority, thankfully, they're not the majority. But people that I have engaged with who come to me and they talk to me and their idea, the mindset that they present in in our therapy setting, if you will, is one of an expectation that I am going to um, enable negative thinking. I will never enable negative thinking. I will never do that. I'll never do that in my therapy setting. I will never do that in my personal life. If you come to me as a victim wanting to get me to engage you and enable your victim mentality, that's not going to happen. It's not healthy. And the reason for it is a very personal one. It's a very personal one. My my mother, um, she, bless her heart, you know, she's passed on. I don't think that she ever had the opportunity to reevaluate her own mindset in a healthier one. I really don't. I don't think that she was given the opportunity to go to therapy, to reframe, to learn new skills, to learn better, healthier ways of thinking. Um, and I think about her quite a bit in doing this work. And I, that offers gratitude as well, because I'm grateful that I am in this space with you right here and now to be able to share my narrative willfully, openly, authentically from a place of understanding what it means to be empowered in your own wellness. And that means choosing to pull out of those negative mindsets. There are people, there's, you know, there are people in this world, they're going to live their whole lives being negative. They just, that's, that's their go-to. It's a safety mechanism. It's a trauma response. That's where they're most comfortable. The idea and concept of changing that is just not on the table. And, and, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but there are, will always be people who will, you know, not want to change, that they will want to lean into the negative thinking, that they will profess to be a victim, that they will project their negativity onto the world, that they will consistently see other people as being problematic and not looking inward for the problems. Um, all of our problems are rooted in the self, by the way, just so you know. No one else can give you problems. I know that sounds like a heavy statement, but it's true because we can only control our actions and our reactions. And if other people are causing us problems, it's not that. You're perceiving that. Um, the reality is that you are attached to that person and you have an expectation of an outcome from that attachment and that outcome is counter to what your expectation is. So you're suffering. So you're experiencing dis distress as a result, which is internal. Um, 
my gratitude in that is that I understand that. My gratitude is that I have the ability to share that with you as a measure of consideration, to give you something to sort of think about when it comes to empowering yourself. And and a big part of um, what I do is to help people reframe. Reframe your thought process. The key to that is to lean into your gratitude. Um, the, the conflict that I was talking about, conflict with gratitude and anguish, you know, like I said, it's not a perfect process. And anguish, grief, heartbreak, any kind of personal distress that you're experiencing, an emotional upheaval that, that you're, you're experiencing, whatever the reason or root cause of that, that needs to be processed. That, that deserves your attention. And it's difficult to do that in a space of gratitude. You, sometimes you just got to jump in and you got to swing through all the shit, fight the fight that, you know, you're facing and you got to feel it. And a lot of times when you're feeling that grief, when you're feeling that heartbreak or the loss, you know, my, uh, I think a lot about my friend who, whose son recently passed away last December and, you know, he was her only child. She's a single mom and he was 17 and just a, a beautiful young man with an enormous amount of potential of goodness to put into the world and, and he's gone. And so I think about her, I think about her and I think, is this something that would be helpful for her? And I think so. And, 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 and then I, I kind of double down on that too. Like who the hell am I to sit there and encourage someone who's lost a child when I've never lost a child? Um, how could I possibly understand what she's feeling? Well, I can't, I can't, I can't understand what anybody's feeling because I'm not that person. Um, you can't understand me. I can't understand you. Um, all of this is just, you know, an alignment of, of our communication, a suggestion of encouragement, uh, a, a sort of a, a third party per- permission slip, if you will, of how to regain control of your own narrative as a means of living your life with, with some joy, with some happiness, with some peace. Um, but I think about her and I wonder, you know, is this something that would fall deaf on someone like her. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know where she's at in her grief process, but all I know is that I can't understand her. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't feel her anguished. I have gratitude for that. I have gratitude that I'm not in the space that she's in. Um, I have no idea, um, how to adequately empathize with her grief. But the thing is, is that being present and holding space, you can always do that. You don't have to be enmeshed and immersed experiencing as a means of connection with that person. So I will continue to harp on the whole gratitude piece because gratitude is the root of all things. Gratitude is the root of all healing, of all measures, of any any point of mental health um, process, growth that you want to engage upon. It has to start from gratitude. And gratitude is, in fact, a choice. You get to choose. You get to choose when you want to move out of a negative headspace, when you want to move out of the condition of shame because you have a beautiful home. You have a beautiful marble tub to soak in. You have food to eat. Your children are with you. Your children are healthy. Your children are happy. And yet, you know, you, you moving out of that negative headspace and leaning into your goals and leaning into your purpose that can shift a lot of things that can shift a lot of your gratitude because 
when, when something is beckoning for you, it can overshadow your point of gratitude. Gratitude is not settling, by the way. You're not settling. When you say that, you know, if I do my, my meditation in the morning for gratitude, I'm not saying that because I'm grateful where I'm here, I'm here right here and now, that I'm not going to try to do more. I'm, I'm just grateful for what I have. I'm grateful here. I'm grateful now. I'm grateful for you, the listener, that is, you're, you're giving me your time. Your time is your most valuable commodity. And the fact that you're sitting here listening to me ramble on about the things that I feel are, you know, key to our life and living in peace and, and happiness, I'm incredibly appreciative and grateful for that and grateful for your time. Gratitude is a choice. Gratitude is the root of all healing. Gratitude and being grateful in the moment, understanding that your success is now. Focusing on the present and being mindful in the present is going to keep you tempered in your purpose. It will keep you in your peace. It will bring happiness into your space in the moment so you don't have to sit around and wait for something to change in order to achieve your level of happiness and fulfillment. Be happy now. Be grateful, rather. Gratitude. Gratitude is the root. It is the seed of worthiness. When you have the capacity to be grateful, then you have foundation. You have the fertile soil where worthiness grows. Because if I'm grateful, then I have the ability to develop my own sense of self-worth. Irrelevant for everything else that's in my circle, that's in my periphery, everything that's in my universe. When I'm grateful, I cultivate my self-worth. When I cultivate my self-worth, then I feel compelled to take care of myself. When I am compelled to take care of myself, then I lean into my goal setting. And then as I achieve my goal setting, which should encompass healing, growth, and awareness, then I have the ability to lean into my connections with other people. And that, my friends, is where peace resides. So it's all starting with gratitude. What are you grateful for today? What do you have today that you didn't have yesterday? What do you have today that you didn't have in 2018 when you were soaking in your big marble tub or when you were uh, in a, a relationship that was unfulfilling or unhappy or when you were single before you are in the relationship that you're in now? What are you grateful for today? And leaning into your goals and to your future does not derail what you are appreciative of in the now. I'm grateful. Have a great day. From fear to love, this has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.